Okay, you wrote that one, bro. How would she talk about it? <laughs> Ski or die. Die. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Ski or Die podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Montavon. And I'm Stevie Island. And if you are new to our show, we're going to go over the rules really quick. So we are very interested in not having sponsors on the Ski or Die podcast. But what that means is we need your help to grow the show organically. So if you find this episode in particular... Um, because they don't know what's coming. If you find this episode entertaining, please share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy it. That is all we ask of you. Um, but first, I think we're going to do a little life update before we roll into the episode. It's another week where we have to congratulate Stevie on a tournament PB. Three at 39. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like fake excitement. <laughs> well, you know, got a lot to work on. Well, so the reason the 3 at 39 is so pivotal for him is um, that score increases his average enough to where he's now qualified to compete as open men's, um, which also means that he can ski in pro events, which has been a goal of yours since you were little, right? Yeah, since I was a little kid. Finally made it happen. Many (laughs) years after I thought it was going to happen, because I took a lot of time off. But glad to be here, super excited, super thankful for everyone who helped me achieve that goal and excited for more and the the rest of the season. It's been a super fun learning curve to watch and um, I don't want to eat too much of the episode up and I know you really don't like basking in your own glory too much but I was there it was Saturday it was the third round it was the 11th hour that this went down so just talk us through what that felt like for you because I think a lot of people if they have you know a not so great round they struggle to bounce back in a second or a third round, and you had two rounds you were not, I mean, pleased with, if we're being honest. So how did yeah. you make this happen in the third round? Yeah, I was feeling really shaky. You know, my coach and I were talking about all the changes we were going to make on Monday to the ski, and so it was, it was kind of hard to go into the last round with all of that jibber-jabber in my head. But I was able to focus up. I had Roger behind the wheel, who I had dri- uh, skied behind quite a bit, uh, especially r- lately. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I just focused on what I needed to do, which based on how I felt the last two rounds, I kind of had an idea of what I was going, it was going to take to mm-hmm. run 38. And then I knew that I was going to be able to take at least a hearty chunk out of 39 once I got there. But to run the 38, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do you know, X, Y, and Z in order to make it happen. And was able to execute on it, luckily. Yeah, you really did. I mean, obviously I'm heavily vested in your success, so I was holding my breath. I swear the 38 happened in slow motion. I was like, Jesus. Oh my God. It wasn't too scrappy though, right? No, it wasn't scrappy, but five ball was the slowest turn I've ever watched in my entire life. I was like, oh my God, please get back behind the line. But it was was beautiful. And, um, you know, as a righty, um, the gate is on your side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
really, if you get a gate, you're going to get outside two, and because two is your your onside, it's not a surprise you got to three. Yeah, just getting out of three and getting under the line on time mm-hmm. is just key to me. Like, yeah. if I'm able to get under the line with the correct rhythm out of three, I pretty much am, am breathing pretty easily throughout the rest of the pass, mm-hmm. kind of regardless of the line. Yeah, but, but I think it was, it was super impressive because, I mean, it was May 1st, and in Florida that meant summer weather overnight, so it was like 93 degrees so hot. all Poor day. Rosie. Yeah, Rosie was um, not a fan. We told you not to wear your fur coat, though. I mean, who wears a fur coat in 90-degree weather? <laughs> all right, but, but enough about me. Let's <laughs> well, get into... no, first of all, we have one more thing. So to celebrate your PB, but also because this is an overrated, underrated episode, yeah. and we just feel like beers go hand-in-hand hand with overrated, underrated. So we're going to crack a few right now. <laughs> Sunday beers, let's go. Um, but yeah, this is our second overrated, underrated. Yes. Nice. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. After a long day at the lake, is there anything better? I'm fried after this weekend. Anyways, yeah. overrated, underrated. You guys know the rules. I'm going to dish out different topics, fun topics, serious topics sometimes. You don't mm-hmm. know. And Elizabeth will rate them overrated or underrated. And you weigh in too. I do, sometimes. Some things matter more to you than me, so... <laughs> we love this. <laughs> I know, it's so fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's make the first one an easy one. Tapas-style dining. Tapas-style dining. Um, So I'm from the Midwest, as you guys know, probably. I mean, just by my accent. And in the Midwest, you you do not touch other people's food. Like, you order what you order, and that's yours. It's oh a different gosh. culture, so when I started traveling and I learned what tapas style was, I thought it was really cool because you get to try a variety of flavor profiles more than just your whatever you ordered. When so I think tapas is... When you started traveling? Like outside yeah. your zip code, you mean? No, like as an adult, where I got to make decisions about where we'd like go out to eat okay, and go so out. Okay, so Sally and Bill aren't into tapas. Sally's into tapas. Bill's not into tapas. Bill's like, my food is my food. Don't touch my fucking food. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. But is it? Yeah, you gotta answer. I the feel question. like in to normal people, tapas style food is probably just properly rated, right? I actually agree with that. It's okay. just appropriately rated. Twitter. I think Twitter is overrated. I think Twitter is dying. I think it's very hard to cultivate um, a specific following you know a specific demographic you tweet one thing that's funny or you know interesting and it goes viral you could you know pick up a bunch of followers but they're not necessarily like the targeted following you were looking for so i just i think twitter is very overrated as a social platform it's purely for fun i disagree i think it's super informative you can follow very specific topics and it's more around that topics hashtag vibe rather than trying to build a personal brand so it's just different than what you think of as a social media platform. It's not for personal growth or development or networking even. It's mainly for getting up to date on specific topics, for me at least. But I just don't feel like Twitter has innovated in the past five years, really. So that's why I'm saying it's overrated. Talk to to Jack. Jack Dorsey. Um, Vitamins. Vitamins. Like, Like, just, like, multivitamins? Hmm... Sure, we'll say multi. We'll say the single dose multivitamins that most people take. 
Um, okay, I think vitamins are, the multivitamins are underrated, but I think a lot of people take the wrong type of multivitamin. So the hard pressed ones, your body cannot digest and assimilate most of that multivitamin. So you're really paying for something you're not getting. If you have the ones that are like in the little capsules where you could break it apart and a bunch of powder falls out, those your body can digest and you actually are getting the vitamins and minerals into your body. So I think they're underrated and I also think people have no clue how to shop for multivitamins and how to take them properly. Okay, cool. Do you have any thoughts on multivitamins? No. <laughs> Different slalom ropes. I think this is an extremely underrated conversation because I feel like you could go up to somebody at a tournament and be like, hey, you know, do you ski off this rope normally? The gray master line one. And they'd be like, no, but it doesn't matter. And I'd be like, oh, actually it does. There's, you know, different amounts of stretch to them. And then how old is it? You know, it could just be a wicked tight line. It might, you know, give on. And they would just look at me and be like, no. Hmm. You know, and I feel like a lot of people are not educated on the types of ropes that are out there, what they feel like. And then when you get to a tournament, you know, whatever they're using in the tournament, how to mentally prepare for that if it's not your rope, right? You know, like the, the HO ropes are wicked tight. Mm -hmm. That's a tight line. There's no bun, like no bungee, anything yeah. to it. It's not a soft line. Um, but, you know, a, a new master line rope can have a little bit of bungee to it. And if you're just not prepared for that, it can wreck a rhythm. So, yeah, I think types of ropes is a very underrated conversation. What about sure path? Mm. <sighs> you go a... first. Well, it was interesting today because today's the day of uh, Swiss Pro. It just mm -hmm. happened, and they had a few re-rides. Mm -hmm. And because of the boat path, right. the one that most people will probably talk about is the Allie Nicholson one, right. where she ran 38 in the first round, and then she uh, had to do a re-ride and missed it on the second go, and then missed the finals because of it, most likely. Yeah, which is really unfortunate for her. Yeah. Because obviously there was zero error on her part. Yes. But that's just the unfortunate nature of the beast. So question will be are we going to change the rule on that I don't know it's going to be definitely discussed but sure path in general I think is a little bit underrated I think there's a little too much skepticism about it out there personally I think that it's a super useful tool for drivers to get better yeah, if I used correctly I'd have to agree with you I think there's a lot of people who want to naysay just because that's their habit in life is to naysay change is scary yeah you know innovation in the sport and this is a big innovation right mm -hmm. I mean Zero off was a huge innovation, and there was a lot of people who didn't like that. Mm -hmm. I think when we get automated steering, that's going to be another huge oh, automation another innovation that you know people are going to naysay in the beginning. So yeah, I think SurePath is underrated, but it's one hell of a learning curve. Fair enough. Water skiers on social media. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> mm. Brutal. So I don't really know if I can rate this. But I feel like in the past six months, if we look at water skiers on their social platform of choice, there has just been this really incredible improvement in the quantity and the intention of the content. Agreed. There's a lot of people who are actually, we didn't know this, really great at writing long form content. There's a lot of people who are great on video. There's a lot of people who are good at editing video, like so speaking on video or then mm -hmm just skiing and doing a cool edit, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's people who are good at short form. Um, there's people who are good at podcasts because there's more podcasts popping up. So, you know, spoken content. But 
I think we're seeing overall um, a big increase in the volume of content out there, which is great because the more people in the world see skiing, the more normal it becomes, the more normal it is, and the more it looks like part of life, then the more sponsorships we can attract um, from outside the industry, which mm-hmm. is kind of the whole big picture macro saving grace we should be looking for. Um, so yeah, I think water skiers on social media right now, there's a few people who are really standing out um, in terms of their execution. But I think it's, now I think it's underrated. I think six months ago I would have said it was overrated. Okay. Because they were just posting random shit with little inside joke captions between them and their friends and nobody understood what they were talking about and it just Mm -hmm. was too like weird. It was weird for the sake of being weird. Like, but yeah, I would say now it's, um, especially the long form stuff. There are some people who are very well written. We just didn't know that. As I think as a population, it was like, oh. Yeah. You can, you, you really can articulate your thoughts well and obviously pro skiers have a lot to share so I think yeah. now it's actually trending towards underrated. Cool thing about water skiing is that it's very diverse mm-hmm. in the fact that um, there's people coming from different places really. Mm-hmm. I mean you got like Sandamala who's in med school mm-hmm. and then you got like my ass who went to music school. <laughs> it's weird. But no, I mean, Sam's like a great, that's a great example of somebody who is so interesting in the sport and it's like, yeah, you want to know more about that. Like, she's in med school. We're going to assume she's doing well. That tells you, you know, she's really intelligent. But right. she's also obviously very tactile because she does a sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about, like, a very well-rounded person. Yeah. That's somebody whose story should be out there. And that's what social media is for. The Internet is free. We have the ability to tell our story as frequently and as loudly as we want. Mm-hmm. And I think skiers are going, wait a second. Yeah, that's right. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And that wraps well into the Water Ski Pro Tour. The Water Ski Pro Tour. Because that's content heavy. That So if you don't know what the Water Ski Pro Tour is, you need to go to their website. You need to listen to the podcast Mateo did about it. You need to read the IWWF rule PDF thingy so you understand all of it. So I'm going to say that this is underrated but I don't think you guys understand how underrated this is because yes this is good for somebody like me and Stevie where we're really still getting our feet wet um, in short line skiing Um, obviously this the structure of the water ski pro tour is going to lend itself to um, bigger monetary opportunities for us Mm -hmm. Um, I think it actually is like a beautiful package wrapped up with a bow to sell the sponsors like Mm -hmm. look at what we can deliver on Mm -hmm. but over the next 10 years there's going to be a bunch of little seven and eight and nine year olds who are going to watch this pro tour and they're going to go oh my god i want to do that yeah so in the big 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 macro picture 10 years from now there's going to be a whole generation of new pro skiers who aren't you know bitter and don't resent water skiing because i think in 10 years the tour will have grown to a point where you can actually make a decent amount of money they'll have consumed all of this content they'll be very aware of skiing they'll obviously be good at social they'll you know market themselves brand themselves i think that it just saved the whole sport of water skiing in the big picture so underrated severely underrated all right cool um oh man this is a big list Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote this one. Getting shredded. 
Okay, you wrote that one, bro. How about you talk about it? <laughs> getting, <laughs> no, getting no, yoked. define getting yoked and getting shredded and all. Getting like super massive and eating a lot of protein and trying to be huge human being. Do you mean like lean though? Uh, it kind of depends. I guess you can be shredded and be lean. Well, that I, would be the ideal for me at least. I've always thought shredded meant obviously very muscular, but like lean muscle like lean muscle mass like where you, it's clearly defined muscle okay. mass is that am i not right yeah i'll say it's overrated interesting because and most of the time it doesn't help you other than for looks mm -hmm. if you're trying to get shredded you're probably just trying to look good mm -hmm. but like people who like think getting shredded to be better at something i feel like sometimes it's not necessarily true getting overall fit mm -hmm. And doing like functional movements that are actually going to help you be flexible and mobile and less injury prone is so much more important. Which sometimes leads to you being more shredded, quote unquote. Right. But if you're just, you know, just the idea of getting yoked out, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's overrated. I mean, I, maybe if you're competing in a sport where weight, your, your body weight has like a significant impact on the performance, you know, like... Um, Shock put. Right, or, or like an Ironman athlete, they want to carry as little excess weight as possible because they're already going to you know, put themselves through so much, right? Mm -hmm. So those guys get pretty lean. But they're not bulky and shredded. Mm -hmm. They're still small and shredded. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We have a whole episode on that. Uh, yeah. What about... So that was, that was overrated. Yes. Empathy. Ooh. Empathy. I think... I think empathy as a quality is just so severely underrated. I mean, I see it all the time in skiing. We're all doing the same sport. You know, there's, we at least have that in common. And I listen to how people talk to each other and it's just like, you didn't approach this conversation from a place of empathy. Hmm. You know, just, I don't know. It's like, that's something bigger we need to expand on. But I think, I think it's underrated. What do you think? I agree with you. For sure. I think it would do the sport a lot of good if we all started coming from a place. You can be gritty and tough, and you can win shit and still have empathy. They're Fair not Agreed. You know, mutually exclusive traits. Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb. Um, you know, I gotta say, lately I feel like it's a little bit overrated because when I first started doing Airbnbs, like, years ago, I got cool... Like, I got to stay in cool places, unique places, and it wasn't ridiculously expensive. And, I mean, I haven't gotten an Airbnb in the past two years where it wasn't, like, a $300 cleaning fee and this at Like, they add on so much extra shit now. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's, I don't know. I'm going to say overrated so people think that are listening to this that it's overrated so that the, the stock price goes down lower when they go public later this year so Brilliant. I can get in. Brilliant. All right. But yeah, I mean, ahead. I just, I don't know. Airbnbs used to be so cool and unique, and now they're just... Yeah, it's been very heavily commercialized. Yeah. But then cities are cracking down on that. It's, it's gone through a weird iterations. Um, the commercialization of Zodiac signs. I get really pissed off about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, here's what we mean by the commercialization of Zodiac signs. Like... Protein powder is protein powder. Uh -huh. What if I told you there was a company where based on your Zodiac sign, there's a protein powder for you? 
Oh, wow. So, like, I would buy the Capricorn protein powder because <laughs> it does this, this, and this, which is good for my sign because, like, these are my deficiencies oh, on top of delivering high-quality whey protein to you. Okay. That is fucking stupid. Stop that. Quit buying Zodiac protein powder, Zodiac tea, Zodiac candles. Stop it. <laughs> it's, I just... I didn't know that existed. It's kind of a chick thing. So. Well, here, no, here's when I got very worried. I was looking at 5.11 the other day for concealed carry holsters. <laughs> and they have Zo- 511 uh-huh. Zodiac patches. Like morale patches that you slap on bags. Just trying to be marketable towards a wider demographic, maybe. Listen, I don't know anybody who's heavily invested in the Zodiac stuff who's also going to be heavily invested in 511 tactical gear. <laughs> Those two things did not, did not go that hand in hand in my brain, but I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh. So that's overrated. It's, I think it's overrated. I mean. All right. So yeah. Just buy normal protein powder. <laughs> what about Clubhouse? A lot of people don't know about Clubhouse. Clubhouse? Okay. So Clubhouse is a, is a newer social media app. Um, how do you explain it? So a bunch of... You know, everybody has a profile, um, and a few people can decide to have a meeting room. You have to be invited to the app. Yeah, you have to be invited to the app, first of all. So you kind of apply, and then... You need a reference. Yeah, somebody, you know, um, walks you in the door, I think is what it's called. But then there's these meeting rooms, and so... um, you know, people who um, are influential in different areas can have a meeting room with other people, um, and they can sit and have a conversation, and you can just listen in. It's basically kind of like a live podcast. It's kind of um, like a keynote speaker situation. It's almost like if you go to one of those you know, conferences, the big conferences mm-hmm. in the big event centers in Orlando, for instance, or Dallas, right. and there's different booths, and they're having different conversations. Sometimes they'll have a panel. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that, but virtual. And, I mean, sometimes it's really well organized. Sometimes it's just a few of your favorite you know, celebrities like shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can like raise your hand as a listener and they can like let you like speak up. Y- yeah, so it's it's really not for me and I probably should like spend more time on it and learn it because I'm just like, I don't really know how to use this. And, I haven't even gotten into it yet. Yeah, it's... I, Are you in it? Can you walk me in the door? Yeah, I can walk you in. Okay, walk me in the I'm, door. No, I mean, I'll think about no, we'll it. Well, we have to say overrated, underrated though. Um, so it's probably, it's probably actually underrated I just don't have my head wrapped around it yet. Kind of like a crypto. How's crypto not on here? Let's go. It's crypto. Crypto. <laughs> you have you have more feelings about this than me. Go. Underrated. Okay. Okay. Moving on. The Gossip Girl. We reboot. did Dogecoin on the first episode of Overrated. I know, but that's a fake crypto. Well, people are buying it. That's true. Ridiculous. The Gossip Girl reboots. This has got to be so overrated. I don't even know. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. So Gossip Girl, one of my favorite TV shows. Um, what was that? Blair and Serena. <laughs> It was like what the mid two thousands. Sounds about right. Okay, so mid two thousands, um, like they had flip phones. Okay, in the show. <laughs> so a lot of the drama on the show, it's a bunch of teenagers um, whose parents are very, very, very wealthy Upper East Siders, New York City, right? So they have a lot of money. They have a lot of mommy and daddy issues and a lot of time on their hands. Most of the drama in the show came from the fact that there was misunderstandings because they didn't really have social media and they didn't use their phones like we use them now. Like they had to text by like pushing A three times, right? <laughs> so I feel like in the they reboot, have T9. they're gonna have like social media and all this instant stuff. And it's just like, 
the drama is going to have to be so contrived in the. It's you know, L.A. They'll put their little weird brains together and come up with a show. I'm sure. No, you cannot. You cannot replace Blair and Serena. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, the good 52-inch Trixky. Oh, this is so underrated. This one's for my dad. Well, so I mean, if anybody else made a massive trick ski, we would talk about them, but Good's the only one I know of, so we're talking about the Good 52-inch trick ski. I got to test it when they first started making it, because they're like, we need somebody to do toes on this, and nobody wants to do toes on this. <laughs> so you did toes on it? So I did it? some surface tricks, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's super fun. I mean, you can ski at like 13 miles an hour. You can try new tricks because when you fall, it's just like, it's, you just sink ever so slowly. So, I mean, I think it's a great ski for people who are older, who are older and don't have a lot of trick experience, like they're learning, um, or people who have back problems. Because it's, it's like riding a pair of jumpers. Just riding jumpers, there's no pressure on your back to get out of the water. Sounds like something I need to try, honestly. I, you know what? I have a D3, though. It was a cool PB this weekend. I think you should hang it up. Yeah, you're right. Just yeah. trick. Trick from now on. Oh, this is a good one. Ski partners coaching each other. Ski partners. Oh, I think this was something that somebody asked me to cover in an overrated, underrated. Ski partners coaching each other. God, this really goes... This can go either way. Because it mm-hmm. depends on the, the nature of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So if it's ski partners coaching each other... We kind of coach each other sometimes. Right, and I'll say to you, hey, I'm working on this one thing. Tell me if you see me doing it or not. Don't bring up anything else. That type of back and forth, I feel like, is very underrated. You know, if somebody wants to get in the boat with you or wants to help you out, as the skier, if you say, hey, just look for this today. Maybe just communicating what you want to get out of the set before you go. Yeah. Because like a lot of times I'll ask people, like, do you want coaching? Mm-hmm. And then if they're kind of like, hmm... And I'll be like, do you want me to look for a thing you're working on? And then a lot of times they'll say yes, or sometimes they'll even say just like, no, I'm just going to ski, which right. is totally fine. But I think it, like having that spoken before the set is super important, especially if you ski together a lot or you're like in a relationship. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> Communication, <laughs> we've learned, is key. But, you know, if it's ski partners where there's not really a framework, so it's just like, Ricky, he's in the boat for you today. Whatever he decides he's in the mood to talk about, that's what you're subject to as the skier. Don't do that. I can't see how that would be super constructive. So, I mean, what do we say? Is it just properly rated? I mean... Because it's case by case, so... Yes, heavily dependent. Yeah, so we'll say it's it's properly rated. You know if your ski partner and you coaching each other is productive or not. That's true. You You do know. It's properly (laughs) rated. (laughs) Okay. Post-workout. Like protein. Oh. God, we've talked about protein so much today. Get bold. <laughs> um, post-workout is super, super underrated. Yeah. I feel like people think protein powder is only for people with specific goals, but here's the deal. If you don't consume enough protein for your body type, um, you won't maintain your lean muscle mass, and if you're not maintaining your lean muscle mass, your metabolism is going to start to plummet. So. And put on fat. Right, and then you'll start, you know, bulking a little bit of fat. So even if you're not trying to get bigger, there's still an amount of protein you need to eat every day. And traditionally, that's one gram of protein per pound of your goal body weight per day. Interesting. I do never. So post-workout is really handy because depending on the powder, you can get 20 to 30 grams of protein, you know, in a shake. 
after your workout, and that's typically a pretty big chunk of your protein goal. Yeah, decent. Yeah, so chunk. I'm gonna say post workout is still underrated, even though we live in a insta fitness world. People, I, I think I do people protein understand. powder, but I also do three raw eggs in it. And when I cook my eggs in the morning, I down raw eggs while I cook my he eggs. He does not do that, <laughs> for the record. He does not. Pre-workout. Pre-workout. goes along with post-workout, but this time oh, pre-workout. Oh, okay. I, so I think pre-workout is overrated. Oh, really? I love my pre-workout. I, you know what? I don't know I can stay awake. I, I've never had pre-workout and had a good like fitness experience because I was just so jittery and so like, let's go, <laughs> that I couldn't focus on anything that I was doing. And I mean, because um, anything like heavy weightlifting is something I have little experience in compared to skiing, for example, I have to be so technique oriented because I'm really trying to not get hurt. So something like a shit ton of caffeine coursing through my veins and everything else in pre-workout is really not good for me, so. I say it's properly rated. Woohoohoo. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Uh, holding out for quality content. Quote unquote quality content. Holding out for it. Oh, this this was kind of circling back to our um, water skiers on social media topic. Mm-hmm. I think holding out and not posting because you're like, oh, that picture wasn't good enough. It wasn't a pro camera or yeah. whatever. Um, is It's just so overrated. It's because a if Gary V thing. Yeah, if you're not... If you're taking yourself out of the running, you've already lost. At least post. Let the world decide if it's good or not. And stop giving a shit what people think. Yeah, That's Jesus. what keeps people from posting, right? They're self-conscious mm-hmm. about what how people are going to view them. Mm-hmm. And, but then you're missing out on a big opportunity in order to brand yourself or you know, put yourself out there. Best advice I can give you is whenever somebody leaves a mean comment, we just screenshot it and put it in our family group chats <laughs> and make fun of the person. It's, we have a great time. Like, just post the damn thing. <laughs> And you can add so much value. So many people don't pose, but like there's so many smart people out there who can yeah. add value to the internet. And, and this really goes for small it. business owners too, actually. Mm-hmm. Small business owners are, you know, like chronic over-editors. It's like, no, you really shouldn't hire a massive marketing agency to do your marketing. Just post. You're, if you own a small business, you must know something <laughs> about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and whatever product or service you sell, just start sharing it. It's more than what the average person knows or else mm-hmm. they'd be you know, owning your business. <laughs> right, exactly. Olympic lifting. Mm. I feel like this is um, kind of underrated. Yeah? Think well, more people should do Olympic lifts? No, well, I let's just, explain what Olympic lifting is. You go first, because you actually do it. Well, Olympic lifting is two lifts, technically. Oh. Olympic lifting is a clean and jerk and a snatch, if you're competing. Okay. But I think what we're talking about mainly is just cleans, clean and jerks, Snatches, overhead squats, push jerks, well, I think push Olymp- presses. Like Olympic lifting as a sport, like that little community, I think it's really underrated because we really don't, it's like water skiing. We never really hear about it in mainstream news unless there's a massive like world record that's broken or something, right? Yeah, like Matty Rogers. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I think that it's probably kind of an underrated, and I don't know if it's just like, they're super niche and we just don't get it. It's and a cool sport. That's why it's small. Or are they just intentionally small? Like, are they clicky? But I think it's really cool. It's, I think it's underrated. I went to my first Olympic lifting meet because my one-on-one trainer, Abby, competed in one in Orlando last year. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. It was in a hotel conference room because they can do that, which is super cool. 
<laughs> and they just do it with them in hotel, hotel conference rooms. And it was, it was interesting. You know, it's really cool because the weight just keeps getting added on throughout the entire competition. So mm-hmm. the women will go and they'll just keep adding weight and different girls will come in and, and lift the heavier weights. And it's one lift each time. And then they switch and do the guys and they do the, the different lift over again. And yeah, it's, it's just... It was, for how hard it is, it's kind of like slalom. Like, people don't understand how hard it is. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, you look at a snatch, for instance. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you probably do that. You throw some weight over your head and yeah. catch it. It's like fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> like, go try a snatch right now. It's so hard. It's so hard. And what's so interesting is, like, obviously, like, there's, a, there's elements of Olympic lifting that are in CrossFit. And CrossFit is huge. Yeah. And Olympic lifting is not. And I just think that's so... Because it's like, okay... We're obviously kind of in the same bucket as Olympic lifting. I think they're better off than we are. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, why did Olympic lifting packaged up and sold as CrossFit sell and Olympic lifting on its own did not? And that's not, I mean, that's, it's not that black and white, right? Because mm-hmm. CrossFit has a lot of other elements to it. Mm-hmm. But I think the Water Ski Pro Tour has my, my mind spitting about if you dress something up and you can deliver on what you, you know, packaged up and tied the bow on. Mm-hmm. You know, you can save any industry. Or you can start any industry. CrossFit, you know, that just came up out of nowhere. True. Um, Let's see. Handle guards is an important one. This is really important. These are underrated. I still see too many handles at tournaments that don't have a head guard on it. Yeah, at this point, too many people have died from the handle going over the head. You know? I mean, it's totally a freak accident. It does not Mm -hmm. happen often at all. But it has happened too often enough to where... We need to start making kind of a rule. Like it needs to be a rule. Well, I mean, one person dying is is too much for something that is a really inexpensive and easy fix that mm-hmm. is not going to hinder your performance at all. Right. So um, if you don't have one, get a handle guard on your handle when yeah. doing slalom skiing. And there's there's different ways you can make them, buy them. There's all kinds of types, but. Um, you don't want to wait till it's too late for that one. I've heard way too many stories about when somebody's head goes through and when that boat crew goes back and picks that person up and how traumatic it is. Because listen, I mean, think about it. If your head goes through the handle, you don't look like a human when they come back to pick you up. It's terrifying. Don't do that to your family. Don't do that to your crew. Get a head guard on your handle. For sure. Underrated. Sunday mornings. Oh. Stevie oh. loves an easy Sunday morning, <laughs> you guys. I forgot to do my Sunday morning post this morning. I know. He, he I loves, like, a little coffee, little <laughs> eggs, an English muffin. It's so underrated. And the dogs. Easy last Sunday morning. <laughs> so I prefer on Sunday mornings, I'm like, oh, my God, it's a whole day where the world is, like, chilling. I'm going to get shit done. Like, <laughs> the roads should be clear. No. Oh. So, Yeah. You think it's I overrated really, then? I think it's overrated. I think uh, I really boo. crush his, his Sunday morning Whatever. style. Whatever. Like, we're late. We're late. We're late. We're late. We're late. And I'm sitting there like, easy last Sunday morning. He's got his stupid paper out <laughs> and his stupid fluffy robe. <laughs> it's important to relax. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I right. need to relax? Never. No, I've sh- never heard that I didn't ever. say that. No. <laughs> Kim and Kanye's divorce. Oh my God. I'm so glad we brought this up. It's just, I I think... I didn't even know they were getting divorced until I read that sentence. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, they've been getting divorced. And the the reason that I'm going to say it's overrated is because I've been seeing people say, 
if it didn't work for them, love can't exist in the modern age. Who said that? Are Just you like kidding people me? like all over social and whatever, and they get quoted right Outrageous. in articles, and I'm like, that is your standard. That's the Romeo and Juliet of 2020. Kim and Kanye. 2019. Whenever they decided to break up is Kim and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Are, no. So I just like, let's just say that one's overrated. Let's not let people use that as a standard to measure their own relationships by, and let's all move on. And what standard I use? What? Trump and Melania. They're clearly so in love. <laughs> they are. They're so in love. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Do you no love fa- me? No politics. Like they love each other? Oh, God. <laughs> I love how whenever she like, go, he goes to like hold her hand, she's just like, like, no. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> That's okay. not a political statement. They just don't like each other. It's and I think true. it's funny. I think it, we can all reach across the aisle and agree. Yeah. <laughs> not the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> okay, we got a few left. Mm. Print. Print. I'm going to assume because... Like I, instead of digital, like print media. I think we're going to see print come back around. I don't know how they're going to cover the expense that's unavoidable when it comes to print. But Water Ski Nation Journal? Right. Do you, do you like that? You know, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't held one in my hands. No, me either. Yeah, I don't know. But I just, I think that, okay, it's easy to put anything out, like I just said, right? Like the internet's free. You can tell your story as mm-hmm. much as you want, as many iterations as you want. To print something, you have to believe in it because you printed it. That costs money usually, mm-hmm. especially if you're like, let's say you're shooting an ad or you're, you're doing a spread. Like, yeah. you know, there's expenses that go into that. So I think, you know, I think print just has more value because of the commitment that went into making that piece of print happen. So overrated, underrated. <sighs> I think print is still underrated. I don't think it has high ROI right now, but I think as a concept, it's underrated. Okay. And we got one more. Musicals. God, you fucking hate musicals. You hate musicals? Okay, so musicals are so overrated. Oh my god. Here's the They're overrated? Yeah, here's why. Because in the storyline, whenever somebody's about to say something very important, they start fucking singing. And I'm like, no! What were you it's going to say? Oh, no! Oh, they you just... are an uncultured human. Thank you. They just stall the whole storyline by singing, and I'm like... How many musicals have you ever intended? I don't even know. I've been to a fair share. I've been to amazing musicals. Oh, I'm sure you have. That's like your job. No, I don't do musicals. You went to school for music. That doesn't mean I do musicals. I'm, in, if so it different. has music in it, I assume oh, you know it. <laughs> okay. Well, what you was, think it's okay. overrated. I think they're properly rated. A musical I did enjoy was Wicked. Wicked was really good. Yeah, we went. We um, we went to, um, went and saw Wicked in Chicago, like downtown, oh. when I was nice. a kid, and that was that was good. I thought that was cool. But you know what? I think because that was a big production, the costume was cool. Like just the whole production was actually really cool, and I thought mm. that was more awesome than all the fucking singing. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, well, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. So, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Overrated, Underrated. Number two. Number two. We love this format, and we would love your guys' suggestions. Next, water ski topics are very welcome, Mm -hmm. but other topics are welcome as well. We like a good mix. Hit us up on the gram. We keep it balanced. I'm S-Island 31, I think. You don't even know. Sisland. Sisland. 31. (laughs) 
Okay. Oh my god. I think this I think being at the lake all day, just one beer really went to our heads. Woo! <laughs> Right, well, thank you, Elizabeth. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right, guys. Episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean so much to me. And if you want to be the first to know about all things Ski or Die, shoot me a text at 561-468-3603, and we'll get you added to the community.